The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply we got a lot going on. Steve Renesizzi is going to come in this morning. He's in town this week. Kevin Hart's here this week. I guess got an email that said, hey, uh, Burt Kreischer's here in town. Is he coming on the show today, or is he now too big to do your show? Oh, far too big to do the show. And also, when you hit a level that Burt's at, where he sold out the Mullet Center four nights in a row, um, he doesn't have to wake up in the morning. That's the thing. That's, it's a goal I have for every comedian I've ever loved that's been on this show that we got to be buddies with, is that when they start hitting that level... They don't have to wake up to be part of it. And it's cool that, you know, right. he stays in touch every now and then. Sure, he'll then, pop know? off with a little he text just said, or a Hey, high. can you get me a smoker? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah, you yeah, stand? Yeah. You helped him out and got him some barbecue equipment. It's cool. But he's not waking up in the morning, and I don't want him to. That means he's in trouble. Joe Coy. Back and forth with Joe Coy. He's, the, you know, he's got super big, huge, famous off of this, famous off of that. And then, uh, like, you know, he's not coming in here. He, he always he says tried that. To fi- he tried to fight it the most. He said he it. told him. He still says it. Yeah. I'm like, you're not coming on. I fight. Oh, I'm coming on your show. I'll beat it. I'm like, I don't want you. That's a sign that you're done. I want to do your show. You don't want to do my show. You don't. Nobody who doesn't have to wants to wake up at 7 and, uh, you know, not getting paid for anything. No benefit from it. The show's already sold out. Sleep it off. Any of them still come? Any of the bigger ones still? No. Like, who's the biggest one that still comes in? Uh... <laughs> Good question. Well, There's a few. I mean, Kreischer might, but he would, he doesn't want to. Uh, it has to benefit him. Like, if he has a Netflix special, he'll call and say, I want to come on. It'll be on the phone. Not many. And that's a good thing. That is a really good the thing. Premiering the machine movie, whenever that, yeah, okay, is that already? I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But good, good. Because Joe Coy will text. And now, Joe, it's hard to even, like, text back and forth with him because he'll text you and then he gets busy and... So, yeah, Burt Kreischer's not coming in. And I, for one, tip my cap. Good for you. You are now out of the have-to-self-promote whore yourself. It's just happening. Good Which was on. funny when you asked uh, when uh, Adam Carolla came. What happened? Yeah, what, what happened what, what here? Are Why are here? you here? Yeah. What? <laughs> Ticket sales are low. Because it happened the day before. Carolla wants to come in in the morning. I'm like, Why? Well, he likes you. That doesn't... Nobody likes me that much. <laughs> nobody likes me enough to set an alarm for John. I, I Family, friends, wives... Nobody's ever set an alarm for Johnny. Let me just pop up so I can see you. Not happening. Unless you got to pick me up or I've done something stupid or I'm in jail. No, no. And Adam Carolla came in and I'm like, huh, you like me, huh? 
Oh, the late show. You added a late show. You needed to. Okay, I see. It was the last <laughs> second ad, and you had a fourth show. I get it. But yeah, but it's going to be a bit. And Adam Ray's going to uh, join us uh, on the phone. He was going to come in this morning, but his flight couldn't do it. And then Gary Cannon texted me yesterday. I can't make it. My t- the ticket going back Monday is just too expensive. I'm like, is it? Crazy. Just go ahead and ask. Get your right with Billy. Well, that's all I said was, go ahead, Gary. Go ahead. Well, I just couldn't pot. It's, just, it's nutty. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. Unless you want to kick in. I'm like, all right, how much How much do you want, Gary? I mean, it would be great. Was it expensive? Uh, no. He pulled a Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this thing for, you know, being buddies and fate. I'm like, all right, we'll get you. So hopefully you can find a flight. That's the other problem. Is that finding a flight in and out of here is really hard right now. To get him back on time for his next thing. So Gary's hopefully going to still show up. Frank will be there and Adam will be there. Big show on Sunday at CB Live. Before the show, the Super Bowl of uh, funny, before the game we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, Adam Ray is going to do some stand-up out there, hopefully with Cannon, Caliendo, me, uh, whatever we, whatever else we decide to do. Metallica tickets are going to be on out there. Somebody emailed me and said, what's the VIP package about? And I'm like, you're telling me about it for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> There's evidently a VIP package. Oh, can, oh, here I got the. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's all at cblive.com. They treat you great with the... They do that with all sorts of... Sh- every show they have, they have VIP, and you get drinks and Table food. Table for and, four, food, yeah. uh, comedy yeah. passes. Yeah, it's like worth that. it because you're, you're, you're already in on the price, and then you start getting the stuff. So the VIP thing, at any anytime you go see a comedy show down there and you can get the VIP, do it. Because you skip the line, and get, it's great. Get those nachos. You no, know, the nachos are incredible, and the drinks are already waiting for you. So, yeah, that's the best way to do that. But Adam Ray is going to join us a little later this morning. And it's all coming to an end, finally. Last night, uh, I, uh, a doggy birthday, so went to dinner for Frankie's birthday. Came back and tuned into the, um, the – first I watched the third episode of The Last of Us, which everybody's raving about. Have you seen it? You I'm on it? two. Yeah, three is, a, three is a departure from what the show's been about the first two episodes. What I hear? It is a uh, Ron Swanson uh, getting a lot of gay sex. Sucking face. Oh, there's a lot of sucking going on. That's for sure. There's there's some gay activity. Lucky for him, a homosexual falls in one of his traps. And uh, they can uh, appease their needs together for a full hour and ten minutes on my TV. And it's like, all right, I get it. They're gay. Stop it. It's, you know, to a, to a man, it's not that I don't like gays. It's the same as when uh, Kathy Bates got naked and about Schmidt. It's something I am not attracted to, so I don't want to see it that much. It's like two fat girls rolling around in a movie together. That is repulsive. Or it would be like a guy humping an ugly woman. It's I don't want to see this. I don't want to see, uh, you know, uh, you know, Lizzo in a sex scene. <laughs> Naive question. Yeah. Is he... Um Gay in real life, or is that. he acting? He's acting. <laughs> That's tough for you. <laughs> can't can't do it. Can't you, do it. Let me tell you this: if anyone ever deserved an Emmy for what he goes through, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it was tough seeing uh, Matt Damon and Michael Douglas. See, that doesn't bother me because they didn't have beards. This is they tough because they've got okay. really thick, yeah. heavy mustaches and beards, and that's all I can think about is the Velcro situation that's going. Like, if, even I, I just shaved, so I've got like a stubble thing. But even if you and I went at it right now, oh. you've got your little mustache, your little Burl Ives snowman mustache, and I've got what I've got going on. Just weird. 
So it's just you know, but it, it's a good. So I watched a little of that. Still, the show is it was a it was a touching episode. Uh, the love story is very good. It's just a lot of like, all right, enough already. We get it. They love each other. You know, I'm turning to my grandpa. My grandpa used to hate love scenes in movies. Every time you go to the movies, I know who likes each other. I don't need to see him doing it. It drove him nuts. The sex scene. And, and every time I watch one of those, I can just hear, he starts spinning around in that coffin. Uh, but then I watch the uh, NFL honors thing. A little bit of that. And they do, you know, MVP. I think Patrick Mahomes won. And then Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak got the Walter Payton. Did he get the Walter? Well, I didn't see that one. And then you got, you know, Rookie of the Year was uh, Sauce Gardner or whoever. I don't even know who got it. I'm paying attention halfway through. But then they, then, then I felt like manipulated. That they waited this long for Demar Hamlin and all the rescuers to go up on stage and have their moment for Demar Hamlin, who's just fine, by the way. And it, it was a moment more for you know the the what the, the horror that happened on that. But I mean, this just seems so much like let's just we'll wait and we'll put it up on stage for our benefit. It seemed NBC and it seemed so uh, choreographed. M- Bone marrow sucking. It was like the finale in a way. Uh, yeah, they they drug him out like the big. See, we all know he's all right. We're glad he's all right. There was a medical emergency. The play again? I don't know. And then they just he just stood there in the crowd. It was the, it was the speech when Caitlyn Jenner was out. Remember when Brett Favre did that half handed? I got really not for this, but I, I understand. Everybody was there, and I'm like, I get it, I get it. But this seemed like you waited until the appropriate moment to milk it for all it's worth. And I suppose that's okay, but it just felt so manufactured. And I'm just not a fan of that at all. I just, But that's what that show is. It's, they're trying to be to tug at your heartstrings and everything else. The last thing the NFL should do is remind us of DeMar Hamlin. I think the last thing they should do is embrace that as a great moment. That, was, that almost ended the NFL. We saved his life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think about it, it's like bringing a guy... His family out after, you know, Junior Seau shoots himself in the chest. And you're like, here's his heart he donated. <laughs> here's his brain. brain. Turns out it's not as bad as we thought. Yay, medical science. Like, the last thing I thought that they need to do in the NFL is wrap their arms around the DeMar Hamlin situation. Is it tra- they, they ran from Ryan Shazier. They let him go out a couple times. Let's, let's, he's walking again. Let's not make this too crazy. And they did that with him, too. You want to see him that he's better. And you want to be happy that that was nearly the end of the NFL. I don't think people realize how precariously close that was to ending, at least through lawsuits and all sorts of, you know, live death on Monday Night Football. And that's the roll of the dice every year. Exactly. So I kind of looked at that. I'm like, wow, they are really there. And it felt like the very thing that nearly killed him is now making lemonade out of his situation. And I, I don't know. I'm a cynic. So I, I look at things in a whole different way than a lot of people and i see stuff like man this feels like they're trying to go aren't we awesome that they they didn't just save some guy's life on the side of the street it's like if i went over and hit brady in the head with a hammer and then mended his wounds and then i'm like wasn't i amazing right there you see what i did i saved his life it's like you also you were the the reason he nearly died and one of the reasons why mothers don't let their kids play football anymore is a dr phil show on it yesterday I heard the end of that thing. They had the first responders and him, and they're all clapping. And, and then he ran off stage because T. Higgins got T. on Higgins there. Higgins was there. <laughs> they, they did a little thing where T. Higgins runs up and goes, ah, I'm just playing around, buddy. Hey, I'm glad you're alive. Gotcha. But I, I don't think people realize the tightrope that was walked. They don't. Uh, like, out of anybody's hands, 
that that could have very well been like, we have to do something on the NFL. There, nobody wants to watch televised death. No one. And if that was something that had happened, it would have been beyond tragic and rules and lives would have changed. Lawsuits would have happened. Terrible stuff. The sick part of that is on the other, it's viral. The numbers. Oh. That would, I mean, look what that did. The money and the, and the, yeah, it's crazy. So I just watched it and I'm like, God, I don't understand why the NFL's like saying, you know, it's, it's, they, they bring Ray Rice up to show, hey, look, you, it, Michael Vick, it, every time I see Michael Vick at a Humane Society, I'm like, nope. I, I, I'm glad he's doing it, but we don't need to see it. I don't need to see redeemed Michael Vick. I just need to know that he's doing that on his own. He's not doing it for cameras and he's not doing it to show us, well, see, I'm, st- I'm okay. I'm like, nope. Michael Vick, you do that work on your own because you want to, not because you feel like it makes us like you better. That's it. You need to do that on your own. And Maybe I just looked at that thing. Maybe. Yeah. And he's quiet, which I admire. And he's but he's an advocate to the Humane Society now, and that was forced on him. Well, this is I mean, you know, that's where the toughest thing about it seems like society is we're not a um, some of these things are not forgivable. Well, you can't give somebody whether it's words that they spoke or it's when you're forced to do cancel when you're forced that's not the cancel part to me the cancel part is all right you deserve to be canceled if you're fighting dogs recklessly killing animals uh the the uh, the abuse that he was doing was way beyond dog fighting like slaughtering animals that were hurt in violent awful ways and got caught lied about it like crazy which i totally get and then uh you know trying to get himself out of that fire and then suddenly he's an advocate for dogs. And that came because his PR team said, you want to be on the Fox Morning Show? You, you've got to eliminate this. He did jail time, but it wasn't for the dog thing. It was for racketeering. And, uh, you know, he got out of that deal. He fought against ever saying he abused him. And now he's a – and, I'm, you know, that's totally a switch from what I was saying. Yeah. But it's, it's that moment where I want to see you doing that on your own. Redeem yourself. Don't redeem yourself to me. Redeem yourself for you. If I if I forgive you, so be it. Yeah. If I don't, so be it. It's about you. You redeem you. Don't do it for the general public to save your you know save your paycheck. But you know the whole Hamlin thing is like that was. I don't want to see. I don't want to see OJ for knives. I don't want to see uh, you know Caitlyn Jenner's driving school. Any of this kind of stuff that's like, look, I'm. You did it first. You can't be the one that takes credit for fixing it. But you know the NFL, they take advantage of any any oh, angle they can. Completely. Any angle. Absolutely. And that's what it felt like last night. It's like, you guys realize. Because they have to, yeah. in a way. I mean, just- and they did a great job fixing it and getting that, that Buffalo team uh, and the Cincinnati doctors out there and saving his life right there on the field. But had they not done it, this is a wildly different discussion. What are you going to do about the DeMar Hamlin situation? And it would not have been rosy and fun. Had that dude had a half a second longer out on that field and it didn't come back. But then what, you know, reviewing, wasn't it the following week? It was either the Chiefs game or one of the games, um, a wide receiver just got rocked. Yeah. And they put him back in the game. Yeah. They put over the tent. Oh, he's, he's yeah. fine. Get him back in. Yeah, they've, got a, they've had a few, like, whoops, uh, to a tongue of Ioloa and all that yes. stuff. And, yeah, there's those moments where... Isn't this what yeah, you... Yeah, he's uh, supposed to fight against what you... Yeah, so it did kind of feel like a little bit manipulated. But I look for that. I, that's that's kind of on me because I look for things and I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to take credit for, you know, you, you, you 
you spray painted the N word on the side of my house, and then you came back and painted my house, and now you want credit for the. We care thing. for these players, right? Right. They got lucky. The NFL got really lucky, and there's a lot of good people on that medical training staff that was. And then they're they're like, look, we we can have a guy almost die, and we can fix it. You got lucky. It's you know DUIs and driving around you hit somebody and they didn't die and then you're out there as an advocate for mothers against drunk drivers it's like okay stop you got lucky you should be in jail for 30 years you got lucky you hit a pole instead of a person you got lucky it's it's bananas but it was you know and it is what it is the nfl honors is kind of that the nfl just seems to not have its fingers on the pulse what i do like that's happening though in the world of cancel culture is michael irvin Michael Irvin has filed a lawsuit for $100 million against the lady that's accusing him and Marriott Hotels for taking action to call the NFL and say, hey, Michael Irvin just got uh, accused of assault here. We want, we need to get him out of here. Marriott called the NFL and told them the story, and the NFL reacted by saying, all right, everybody, clear Michael's room, get him out of here, move, which happens to tail back to the Sean Coogler situation the Cardinals are dealing with where they've offered him money to say, okay, we're sorry about the mistaken identity that's very possible, and he turned it down. $100 million is what Michael Irvin says this is worth for defamation and everything else. I can't imagine what Kugler's going to get because the NFL fired him publicly the day after. The Cardinals put a press release out the next day saying, Sean Kugler sexually assaulted a woman, we let him go. And it wasn't him. If Michael gets $100 million from an anonymous person... And Marriott Hotels, the NFL is going to give Kugler a billion dollars, and rightfully so. That, the other that, one on the on the side note, it was a big day for that defamation lawsuits is Brett Favre too. Oh, he's suing everybody. Shannon Sharp <laughs> and Pat McAfee for mouthing off about how he stole money because he kind of did. But it's yeah, it's the NFL has got a whole bunch of seedy nonsense going You're on. You're in the lawsuit now. Well, that's fine. Shannon I think Brett Favre stole from. How do you understand I, what he was even saying? Did he read yep, the transcript yep, or what? Yep. Listen, Skip. Listen. We have Favre steal things, Skip. You know that. I know that. We all know that, Skip. Skip, Skip, Skip. They did hear, How do they you did hear him yeah. say he's a sleazy man. The F to the A to the T to the E. Stealing. Always stealing. Skip. But, yeah, so I, I was looking at But Michael Irvin, I'm rooting for him in this one because this – this is the actions of a man who didn't do anything. And Michael Irvin, he's been guilty before. I've seen what Michael Irvin looks like when he's caught. And he he always has his head down. We had a friend who had crack problems. He left his crack pipe in my car. I'm like, you were smoking crack with him. Under the seat. <laughs> yeah, everything about this screams, I was smoking crack with that guy. I what you say until you say it. Yeah, and, and he was on TV apologizing. It wasn't about like, I didn't do nothing. This is a dude who's screaming at the top of his lungs the second he found out about it. I didn't do anything. And to get lawyers and sue immediately and get your name out there for $100 million, he's taking a huge risk if he did something by, by throwing this out. This ruins his career immediately if it turns out, yes, you did. Uh-uh. He's pretty confident he's going to win this one. Baffled. I've seen Michael Irvin guilty before. It's obvious. We had, we had an intervention and you know. I tell you where the guy comes to my house, he brings a crack pipe. I stuffed it under my seat, and then got pulled over by the police. They found a crack pipe. I said, that's my friend. Which all crackies say, that's not mine. Watch OP Live one night. They find, you got a baggie of this, there's some paraphernalia. 
Oh, that's my girlfriend stuff. Are you throwing her under the bus? Well, it's not mine. Michael has been guilty on TV before. This is not a guilty Michael Irvin. Yeah, the second they said, is that you've been accused of sexual assault, you got you can't be on the NFL. What the f***? Uh-uh, I'm suing everybody. And he did. Yeah, he wasted no time. $100 million either. two days later. $100 million. And he's not even suing the NFL, who, you know, the network is owned by the league. He's like, he wants that job, so he's not suing them. And he probably could because they just, they kicked him. You imagine how fast you'd, like, if Tripp's like, sorry, I got word you made goo-goo eyes at a girl. She didn't like it. You're fired. Like, I'm what? And I didn't do it. I'm like, you're on the hook. I'm coming after all of you. And you went public with it? We let Holmberg go for making googie eyes at a girl. I, mean, I didn't do it. Well, we let you go. Every All your money's mine. Which I feel bad for people that aren't celebrities. Like some of the, uh, there's been a couple of cases where a teacher gets accused. Sure. Out in the news, they're yeah. done. Then it finally comes out, they've worked it out in court and everything. And your name's... Crash. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how many situations that that's actually occurred. A couple times. I don't know. I don't remember them. So it's not like it's, well, it's a defamation like suit. That we, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what defamation is. Your name now becomes no, synonymous. No, I'm with just it. talking about the news comes out on something like that. Sure, like you lose your you job. But, yeah, you know. But I, I don't remember anybody just like the day after they're fired and it became a big thing. Most of the time, those situations that go on and on and on. There's some well, one for. of recent that kind of was cleared up. Um, I think when the story finally came out, but initially it wasn't, was that uh, Gilbert um, High School football coach? DZ. Oh, Zellner? Yeah. 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 That, well, that situation was a, he ran had a racist finally, thing. But nobody got fired. I mean, he got you know moved. And, but initially, nobody, there was, yeah. you know, it was looking. The news wanted to make it a thing, but there wasn't any action yet. Yeah. Had there been action, he'd sue him. Because it was, you know, that's a definite, like, kid mad at a coach other players and everything else it was just a lot of silliness but yeah i mean had they had they acted the next day like they did with michael irvin and he screamed i'll sue everybody i didn't do anything wrong i've been absolutely right michael is he's acting like a not guilty guy which i actually love this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. A guy who is acting like a guilty guy is Gilbert Gottfried Ortega, who, boy, I tell you what, it's hard not to go down, uh, you know, the stereotypical route here. But he came out in a drunken rant, yelled at Indians, and then came back the next day and apologized, which is what alcoholics do. That's what horrible alcoholics always do. They have their moment of screaming and yelling, and then the next day going, why is everybody so mad at me? What are you guys acting like chicks for? I said I was sorry. It's like, you, you did damage, you dick. Yeah, but you're acting like a bitch now because you won't accept my apology. Well, Gilbert Ortega, who <laughs> still don't understand this, Indian artifacts and jewels. That's what he's known for. His family business is his name. Went out and yelled at Indians. And then, uh, you know, I uh, came back the next day. Yeah, sorry about that whole racial slur incident with the people I represent. That uh, was kind of stupid. Uh, he's issued a public apology um, for what he did the other day. And Cody Blackbird. Uh, recorded the whole video. I started doing typical mocking, tomahawk chops, all that. Said the stuff you didn't even see is like before he started making noise. He was doing all the Atlanta Braves fan stuff. 
He looked at us and said, uh, you sure, uh, you should back up and get out of here, you effing Indians. And then he said they were performing, they got in the fight, and then later Ortega puts it out said, uh, actually, before they started filming, evidently he was popping his head out every once in a while, shouting out a, uh, a slur. Stuff. He was popping Like a cuckoo early. clock. <laughs> and he says, uh, this is his thing, I have watched the video. Now that right there tells me, drunk beyond belief, oh, yeah. that you needed to watch a video of yourself to know what happened. <laughs> I don't remember. This was not me. There's a video of it, which I need to see that. I've watched the video, and I'm both embarrassed and ashamed of my actions. I see that I came off as incredibly insensitive towards the Native American community. That was not my intention. I deeply apologize for this. My family has traded with the Native Americans for five generations, and I continue to do so this day. I grew up in the Navajo and Zuni cultures in Gallup, New Mexico, which, by the way, the guys he was yelling at knew. They were screaming, go back to Gallup. Which is a really odd thing. Okay. Yeah, and he said, so I've always had the deepest respect and admiration for Native Americans and their ingenuity. Again, I apologize for my actions, and if I could go back and change my words and behavior, I certainly would, Gilbert Ortega. Okay. Worst apology ever since the Tom Brenneman one, because you had, right off the bat, I'm sitting there going, all right, you apologize, good on you. You had to watch a video of yourself throwing racial slurs out at the Indians and doing the dance to know you did it. Come out like a decent person, like Steve Kime would have done, and said, I have an alcohol problem, and no one can be mad at me. I'm going to rehab. That would have been what his PR team should have done. Gilbert Ortega admits to having a substance abuse issue, heading to rehab. This apology is not going to go anywhere good for the Gilbert Ortega, which soon will be called Shaquille O'Neal's Indian Artifacts and uh, and uh, Jewelry. Uh, you know, the opening line where it says... I mean, my thought was I've been trading with the this culture for five generations. Yeah. Well, he hasn't. Well, his family yeah. has. Right. I'm thinking, oh, man, so you haven't liked them the whole time I just traded right. with them. Yeah. That's the kind of them. This is how I felt about them. My family's done this for five generations, and it's been passed down for five generations that I absolutely f- hate some of them. I have the deepest respect and stuff. Not that drunk you saw on tape, but boy, Gilbertson, this is not good. He should have just shut up or said, going right to rehab. Go Steve Kimes route. Make it so they can't fire you or take your life away. Jump into rehab. Right when, right before it all hits the fan, rehab saves the day. It's protected by the Disabilities Act. You can't lose. And hit them all. Drinking, sex addict. You're a mess. Gambling. Oh, everyone would believe it. After watching that video, oh, this dude's screwed up, man. He's in rehab now. Hopefully. Restless leg. Yeah, it's a go for party it. bus yeah. with Steve on his way to rehab. All right, that's the good old town. Pick up my buddy Gilbert. Gilbert, woo! We're heading to rehab, though. Come check it. Wahoo! You guys might drop me off at the airport. I got to go to Poland or something. <laughs> Kingsbury's leaving the team. I don't. And I don't. And I don't blame him. Seats open. He's not leaving for some weird savage squad, is he? No, I'm keeping it white. Good for you! <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried Ortega's on the party bus, baby! We're headed to rehab! Hopefully we don't have to drive through any reservations to get there, because I'll probably lose my mind. Hey, hey, Gilbert. Hey, Gilbert. What is it, Steve? Do you have, do you have any... <laughs> Do you have any reservations about what you did? <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough. Get him out before we get into 
the, the passageways place in Wickenburg. Woohoo! Hey, give me that back. But you gave it to me. That's that's my beer, Gilbert. Give it back. What are you, some sort of Indian giver? <laughs> anyway, get him out of the way now. Woohoo! We're going to rehab the Untouchables. That's what we're known as now, are the Untouchables. Hey! Like, uh, Gilbert, you got any of those? You got any of those beads? Hey, those are my beads. Throw them out! Of, throw them out of the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see some Indian <laughs> out there, huh? Mardi Gras! All right, hey, Indian ladies, show us those big milkers. <laughs> Here's some beads. Hey, we just bought Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, the, the it's a mess. But Gilbert, you blew it. If I could do one thing, I could PR people right out of pickles like that. Gilbert, you do not apologize and say you've respected these people forever. Clearly, you have not. Because when you got drunk yesterday and watched a video of yourself to remind yourself, you can't go and say, oh, I've respect. I've been, I've been with... It's, it's almost like saying, I've got black friends, after somebody says the N-word. And I'm, I've got black friends. You can't go out and say, oh, I love those Native Americans so much. Well, what happened the other day? You're not going to admit you were drunk? Say you're drunk, go to rehab, and everybody will be like, oh, nothing we can do. Idiot. I can fix things, Brady. No one ever no one ever has. And step away from trading for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what? That's, 30 days off at rehab will do that. But he was clearly drunk. And I think there's the problem right there. He didn't want to feed into that stereotype is that a drunk Native American fought other Native Americans. It's not a Slayer concert. Sort of seemed like it. But Gilbert didn't ask. But he's on, you know, Steve Keim. Coup of the century after pulling that crap he pulled with the sexual assault down in Mexico City. Getting rid of a guy that looks like him and then, oh, I better check into rehab so no one can ask me anything for a month. And right after the Super Bowl, you'll start hearing about that. So Gilbert Ortega, which people don't realize is such a big name in this city. It really is. I mean, that guy's made a killing off of tourists. Back when Phoenix was a cow town. Gilbert Ortega was a necessity. When my aunts and uncles came to town, my grandma and grandpa, we want to. They're in the old west for the first. You forget, like they had never seen this. My dad marveled. A kid from Pennsylvania. When we got to New Mexico, he bought cowboy gear. Like he thought that's how people dressed. Like the TV had taught him from a very early age that when you're out in the west, you just dress like had this. some log like ladders a, leaning up on the walls. We had all that garbage. The first, we moved into a rental house in Albuquerque. My dad started paneling the walls with wood and, you know, dead cow heads. And what is this? We live in the Southwest now. Muchacho or something. He called me something stupid thinking he's speaking the language. And we had blankets hanging on things. And we had this weird red couch with the, the tapestries of... Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the Southwest. Western we bought, kind of. We redid everything. Were you wearing moccasins and everything? Bought them. We had them. We bought them. My sister had a poncho. Like, I, we all, we we, like, we acclimated. We showed up in New Mexico, and act, what we should have done was started a meth habit and gotten super fat, because that's evidently all Albuquerque is. The TV doesn't show you that. Now it does with Breaking Bad. We moved to Arizona, and my relatives came out here, and I swear to God, it was like they were on another planet. They didn't know what turquoise was. They knew it was rare. They were like, the dirt was a different color. The mountains were red. The sky looked funny to them. Everything was nutty. And they couldn't wait to go to Gilbert Ortega 
to go buy all this stuff, to take it home, to make it seem like they'd been to another planet. When they got back to Indiana, they'd be like, we were on another planet. Look at all the stuff they've got. It's weird. Sticks, rain sticks were a big one. I'm Those glad. Oh, yeah. Dream, catchers. dream catchers. All that touristy crap. They, they And he's been milking Midwesterners for ages about it. I mean, my dad was knee-deep in Shepler's in the... 80s and What's 70s that? Western, Western wear. wear. Oh, yeah. Sheffield. It was oh, yeah. online, yeah, was you know. Yeah. So you, they had an extensive store. Then it, you know, it was like Cabela's because it was oh. that big. If he would have gotten a place out here, when my parents were always talking yeah. about doing that, there would have been oh. at least six broken down wagons <laughs> in the front yard. Um, <laughs> trash wagons. Relics. The original white trash move is like some sort of a thing. Like, look at that. Isn't that neat? No. That's the, like, in a hundred years, if somebody's got a broken down Camaro in their front yard as a memory of the way things used to be, you'd be like, white trash being celebrated? A busted up wagon. Oh, yeah. Put it in people's front yards. Would have been a teepee. What in the I never backyard. understood was my dad. Horseshoes hanging my above dad, the garage. Bought, sure. My dad bought a giant, like, uh, like I don't know, if it's copper or steel or whatever, just a big cactus and put it in his front yard. He lived in Cave Creek. Cactus all over. What do you need a fake one for? Now at least they've stepped it up. You can put a full T Rex. Right. Those yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he had a friend bring him something like that. <laughs> His friend made it. Saw that cactus, and as a gift, got my dad a gigantic, full size fake copper elk. <laughs> Jammed it in his front yard, knocked on the door, and goes, "Here you go." It's like ten million pounds. Cool. And never move it, and it's it's it was huge. That was like a, and then the horse on its hind legs. I hope he left it when he sold the house. I don't think he could move it. It cost <laughs> too much money. But yeah, Gilbert Ortega's in trouble. And another guy in trouble, and I watched this on the news last night, and I chuckled, and then I went to sleep. Uh, he went in to get a job at El Mirage with the police. He didn't want to be a cop, but he wanted to help him out. I don't know what the actual position was. And they, you know, to work for the police, you have to go through some rigorous interviews. <laughs> they put you through a polygraph. And they're like, have you ever uh, had or been part of child pornography? Well, I still have some videos of my teenage girlfriend and I together and uh, so I have that still uh, polygraphs all right he's telling the truth and then later he said and I also have uh, I go on websites where underage girls have sex with each other I still do that quite a bit all right Wow. Okay. We didn't ask you that, but the polygraph says you're telling the truth. So guess what? Uh, you're not going to get the job, and you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> you went right from right from almost working there to. Uh, so I, I don't know if we should include him as a, a candidate for bag of the year. But I mean, at first I read, I'm like, oh, him and his old girlfriend have. He's got some pictures of him when he was 17. His girlfriend's 17, and they're naked. It's weird, but nothing, no harm, no foul, because it's kind of. But then he's you know started to. Go so his name, because this is what we do to the Sergio Celaya, went right from being strapped to the polygraph into a cell. I get getting a mugshot, and I guarantee you he's this dumb. Because while the mugshots are happening, he had to say, "So, did I get the job?" I guarantee <laughs> you that guy asked that at one point. Shut up! It just keeps going. And there's this one time yeah. with this goat. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and the flash drive he had had thousands of porn photos of kids between the age of 12 and 15. And so well, he told them. I mean, to his credit. Well, at least he's honest. He took I the guess. polygraph and said, you know what? It's going to catch me. I'm not, they're asking for a reason. Uh, so we went uh, free online chat yeah. websites, and he would send and receive sex videos from uh, strangers and underage people. Admitted he saved those files. And then uh, he didn't send them. He just kept them for himself by having a private network. So I think uh, maybe we should put uh, Sergio Celaya 
in our This Guy Lives With Us. You probably would. Yeah, I think he's in the uh, the running for 2023's Phoenix. For best interview. Yeah, best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Best we should interview. Have be yeah. Good, yeah. Best job interview of 2023. That's going to be tough to top. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get the job at the Buttes. Uh, once years ago, my friend was a concierge. There, you got to come down here. This is the best job ever. He's like, dude, you want hookers? And this was what I was told: they want hookers and like places to go. That's it. And you sit and answer the phone, and you set them up with like reservations for things. I'm like that sounds easy. And hookers, I didn't know. That. So I'd learned that early. So that was the main job. It's businessman. We go, you can ladies, dates. Can you hook me up with a date? Sure, sir. We can do that. And then you have some ladies come by, and you arrange that through the. So in order to get the job, you have to take a, what they call the personality quiz. And on the quiz, you're supposed to be honest and stuff. Well, I learned right then and there you're never supposed to be honest in a job interview because have you ever stolen anything from work? I'm like, you have no idea. And I'll, oh, have I ever? I'm doing it like tonight. I, when I go to the job I have, I'm going to probably take 10 to $12 out of the thing and buy myself some food. And I also steal a lot of pencils. I knew that was a thing. I couldn't. For some reason, I stole pencils. I, was a, I loved having a pencil with me at all times. I don't know why. So I put that on there, and then they came back and said, sorry, we can't hire you. You're a thief. I'm like, what? You asked. I mean, you said to be honest. Everybody steals from work, right? Not here they don't. And I just remember getting kind of uppity like, the job is to get hookers for people. There's a morality clause in this? I, what's going on? And my buddy Mark calls. He's like, you, why didn't you get the job? This is, I told him I stole from Tony Romas and like, pencils, a lot of pencils, like, office equipment. Why would you do that? Like they said, be honest. I thought there was some sort of a, I thought this was a science. No, just tell them you didn't, you idiot. I'm like, oh, you know what? That would have been a better way. <laughs> now, if they had, on the quiz, if it had said, do you have any underage pornographic materials? And, uh, no. You'd have passed that one with <laughs> flying <laughs> colors. Flying <laughs> colors. Even if I did, I'd be like, I'm new. At the time, my girlfriend was, no, she was 18. I was just about to be 20. But yeah, I was I was that guy. She was 17 for a month before we started. Well, we were doing it already. 19 and 17. I don't know, not so bad. I'll tell you what. It's, uh, it's a life lesson to all you kids out there. Job interviews, Just lie. resumes. Don't go so far as that congressman's gone. That, yeah. that, that Santos guy's has gone nuts. But, you know, a little fibbing. Nothing about that that's going to hurt. Nobody really. Nobody ever it's, really it, checks where you went to college. It's not even answering questions. I mean, resumes are enhanced every time. Resumes Latin for this is what I should have done. I don't know how many resumes I had that told people I actually finished school. I didn't finish. I didn't come close. Custodial engineer. I always justified it by saying I was in college for six and a half years. I had to pick something up, right? I had to pick just... I, I was probably... I probably learned more in college than people who were only there for four years. I just didn't do it right. I did it a long time. So doesn't that count for something? Yes, it does. On a resume, it counts for graduated from ASU. <laughs> Can you prove that? No, there was a fire. Nobody ever asks. Well, ASU, you pick a school. You don't pick something crazy. You pick a, you, safety schools. I graduated from ASU. Nobody's going to question that. 90,000 people graduate from ASU every year. It's, it's, it's like buying a gallon of milk at this point. They so graduated from ASU, big deal. And then you go I never had to uh, um, produce a diploma, even though you know, I could they say it. I, they yeah. would say that you can, and unless they they could also look it up too a little bit. But in fact, just the other day, somebody asked me, said, I didn't know Ronnie went to college with Brady. And I'm like, she didn't. And evidently on her Facebook, it says that she graduated from Ohio University. Which is, that's, but nobody, but see, that's how easy it is to say that, and it's a believable thing. 
whether they misunderstood or not. Nobody's checking in on That's Ohio. That's for me, basically, because for a while, my friends were, you know, friends of fraternity brother were looking uh, <laughs> see if I was on Facebook, which not, I wasn't. Right. And so she... They, she put would, the Ohio University as a link yeah. for the Bogan thing. So yep. that's you. But again, my point being... Exactly. Nobody questioned it. Everybody just like, yeah, that's reasonably. So you can put that's that on a resume. Yeah, sure. It doesn't even matter. It's reasonable to assume someone graduated from Ohio University. Brady did. It's where we met. She was 15. Come on. I was a junior in college. Um, yeah. You have videos of that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots you and, of them. You and our new friend, Sergio Celaya. All right. We're just going to strap you in here, Sergio. Ask you a few questions. What is your name? Sergio Celaya. And you're applying for the, I want to be a, uh, I want to help the police. All right. Your mother's name? Consuela. Okay. Everything's looking good here. Let's get to some questions about the job. Why do you want to be a police officer? I just love law enforcement. I love uh, justice. All right. Have you ever broken the law? Oh, God, yes. Several times. I, uh, I masturbate to children's porn quite a bit. All right. And you have a uh, flash drive of kids uh, having sex? I sure do. Uh, lots of it. Thousands and thousands of pictures. Somewhere between the age of uh, fifth grade to freshman in high school. All right. Just turn the machine off for a second here, Sergio. I don't think you're going to get this job. And... I'd like you to stand over there by that wall with the heights on it, and we're just going to get some some statistics. Hopefully, he wasn't trying to be a, like one of those resource officers at the high schools or the dare officers or <laughs> something. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think the I initial mean, before man. they got into the polygraph thing, yeah. he was selling himself like I'm yeah. really good with IT stuff. Yeah. I know how to. Uh, I want to be an files. Undercover. I know how to. I think he was probably like I just saw 21 Jump Street, and I want to do that. Yeah. I want to go back to high school. Uh, he was he was uh, trying to be a police. Uh, assistant. And I don't know what that means, but you just your police assistant. He's not going to do that job at all. But again, on the polygraph, if they ask you about, here's the other thing I'm thinking: if they're asking you on a job interview if you have any underage videos, it's a sting. <laughs> they already know. <laughs> like I've you never had that so, question yeah. in a job interview. So are you into young kids or anything? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and answer that. Yes, I am. I'm very into that. How young are you talking? Yeah, what are we looking at? Teenagers? Oh, sh- tweens. If I could get my hands on some tween vids. I'll I'm no hebophile. Yeah, yeah, hebophile. I know all the terminology because I've been studying law. I mean, the guy just needs to take lessons from Rico Blaze because, I mean, <laughs> that dude, he had it going on. Time for your job interview, baby. He figured it out. Rico Blaze. Whatever Rico's doing, I want that job. <laughs> Do you have any pictures or anything of sweet, sweet puss in your phone? I do. Is it all legal, baby? Because I need to see it. Yes, here you go, Rico Blaze. God damn. These girls is all shaved. Nope, not shaved, sir. Oh, I see. Rico signed me today. (laughs) You're going to be on the police force. The Hot Squirts Division. Ooh, goddamn. Rico Blazers doing job interviews for El I want to be on Black Ops. Now, let me ask you a question. If a perp got down on the ground and she was looking fine as hell, player, what would you do? Cuff her? Read her her rights? Ooh. Or slap that fat across her fat? I want to be on the SWAT team. <laughs> Whatever this guy's doing, I want to be part of it. Uh, don't forget you're being videotaped, so open wide. Pledge. <laughs> yeah, 
we've had some police issues here in the town. But again, in a job interview, if they're asking you about uh, child porn, they already know. I've never been in a job interview where they're like, hey, what do you want to do? I want to do a radio show. I think it's great. Child porn on a flash drive at all? That's an odd twist. Now you're no. going to see it on all interviews. Yeah. <laughs> why, why haven't we been asking that? Maybe they'll just fess up. Maybe they're so riddled with guilt the second they're asked, they have to, ah, I've got tons of that stuff. Yeah, it should be a mandatory job. And finally, uh, do, are, do you work well with others? Oh, yeah, especially the young ones. All right, that leads me to my next question. So you're a surgeon. You want to join our hospital? You want to be a lifeguard here at the YMCA? There's a few things we need to know. Are you good with cameras? Yes, sir. All right. Flash drive full of naked kids? Got one of those. All right, then. This job interview is it. Never once. Been through a few job interviews. Never once. Ask what I jerk off to. Maybe the police are different. What are you going to do? Uh, it's 729. What do you got on the big board of musical treats this morning, right. Bert? Wake up song time. And, of course, it's brought to you guys by our buddies over at Action Ride Shop. We've been talking about it all week, but it's, the weather is amazing this weekend. So if you want to hit those trails, now's the time to do it. Get that bike serviced. Buy a new bike. Or even if you know, you're know you not from here but you're listening to us, go rent a bike. Josh and the boys yeah. over there are going to take care of you over at Action Ride Shop. threatening how you say it. I know. Go rent a bike. What are you waiting for, you pig? How you doing? ActionRideShop.com or go visit them in store at Gilbert Road and Southern. Uh, on the list, uh, helmets, Slipknot, Anthrax a couple times, Clutch, Queensryche, Celtic Frost, <laughs> Falling in Reverse, uh, Take Me Home Tonight from Phil Collins for Brady Great C song. Block move last night. Toledo just loaded up Lincoln Park for some reason. What'd you do that for? Hi, Brand Richard. Uh, oh. Unreleased track from Meteoria that uh, Larry gave us. Oh. Yeah, so we should play that. So up to you. Hi, Richard. We can play two. That's that's the one that um, they've been holding on to for a while. A little well, while, apparently. Yeah, since yeah. since <laughs> Meteoria <laughs> came out. They didn't re- just refresh it with the corpse of Chester. <laughs> you know what we should do is uh, get a new song with him. It's going to be tough. Uh, well, I suppose we could play that. I love that Falling in Reverse song, though. But it's full, it's full of bombs. I, I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have it. Uh, I like Phil Collins' Take Me Home for Brady. Take Me Home's pretty good because Brady stood outside <laughs> with that shirt on. Take, take me home. And Van Halen 1 was released today in 1978. That's what we're doing. Atomic Van Halen Punk. 1. We're doing Atomic Punk. This is the anniversary of... This is the 45th anniversary of that album. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. It's crazy. 45 years prior to its release, it was 1933. Hitler was in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Or in Argentina somewhere. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's 45 years old? Yeah. Holy smokes. That's great. Well, we got to play Atomic Punk then. Uh, Toledo, load up Atomic Punk. I'm not I'm not doing anything else. Nah. We'll play that Lost Lincoln Park later. Holy smokes. And we'll get rid of uh, Falling. We'll do Falling in Reverse next week. That is a, I'm all over that. That's a fun one. It Atomicism? All right, I'll get it. Yeah, we'll do it over here then. Game changer for me. Oh, it's in the rock. Still, I'm blown away. If that album came out today, it would be a number one rock album. Every song on it's fantastic. It, it holds up. There isn't anything about it that sounds old. It's great music all the way around. Oh, my goodness. That hurts. You threw a date on that. <laughs> wow. I didn't know it, too, and somebody requested it for that reason. I'm like, oh. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I didn't get it until later. I was probably 84, 85 when I started. Because I didn't like 
I didn't get the 1984 Van Halen. I didn't. I liked Panama and Hot for Teacher, but I thought they were kind of a novelty band. Yeah, they were almost sort of like Weird Al to me at that point. They were almost silly. Uh, I loved everything prior to that, but it wasn't one, one and two. Were one one is just stupid. Stop. To, it's top to bottom. Yeah, it's, it, in order. Yeah, it's a non-shuffle record yeah. too. Every song plays off the last one perfectly. Well, this is great. I'm Forty-five years old. Liver spots flying up on me. Hair's growing out of my ears in bad places. What is happening? My pubes are gray, just from saying that out loud. Wow. All right, well, here you go. This is a great song. Atomic Punk off of a 45-year-old album that would be the biggest thing in the world if it came out today. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.